Good morning, York Alliance. Welcome back to the daily podcast. This is Asa with you again. It is January the let me see the eighteenth, Thursday the eighteenth already. Um, one last time, I'm going to have uh, a few more thoughts that came out of preparing for the sermon last Sunday in our um, Dance of God uh, Trinity series that we're in, and I wanted to talk about the that patience that we need to have as we're learning to be part of this dance with God. Uh, the, the idea that the Holy Spirit instructs us and, and models for us this idea of this, this perfect submission that we find in the, the dance of the Trinity, um, it's not something that we learn right away. I mentioned it. It's not like the Matrix. I mentioned that in the sermon where it's not like you just download into your brain and all of a sudden you know fully how to engage as a follower of Jesus, and you can be that definition of a disciple, that someone who is with Jesus, uh, uh, becoming like him and doing the things he did. It's not like you press a button and you have this instant disciple, this microwave disciple. It's definitely not how it works. It's more of a, of a crock pot, <laughs> if you will. It's a slow cooker uh, that disciples are made in, in a, in a, in a matter of speaking. And what I wanted to kind of hone in on is that feeling you have when you're learning something new. I mentioned I'm learning how to play the bagpipes, uh, which I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, But I'm learning how to play it. And sometimes, man, the noises that come out of that instrument when you're not really sure of what to do or how you're playing it are really funny. I mean, they squeak and it's... I don't know, I can't, I can't even really explain it to you. I don't have it with me right now. Otherwise, I would, I would try to make some of these funny noises that just make me laugh. But you, you feel that it's, it's hard, or even when I'm, when I'm playing, I'm trying to play the right uh, notes or scales or whatever, and I feel frustrated, or I feel goofy, or I feel silly, or I feel ashamed that I'm not further than I would thought I would be by this point. Oh, and it could be the same thing for dancing. I, mean, I remember in high school, uh, phys ed class, every year there was the dancing unit. And I don't know about you and, and what your traditions were in your high school, but but we had square dancing and line dancing. And oh my, <laughs> that was, it ended up being fun, but it was that unit that you either, most people hated it, but there were some, there's always those handful of students that were, whether they were being honest or not, they were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do this crazy dancing thing. And I remember learning the do-si-do and, and uh, oh my goodness, I don't even remember all the names of the moves in the square dancing. And, you know, we learned the electric slide, <laughs> which, you know, has served me well. Whenever I go to a wedding, I can at least fake that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and even in our, in our home, sometimes we'll have uh, uh, dance parties. We'll, we'll put on some loud some kind of music. Uh, I prefer, you know, Celtic bagpipe music, of course, and I fake that I know how to do a river dance. <laughs> but and and we feel silly, and but it, you know we're all being silly together. And but but really, for sure, when you're learning a dance, and when I was learning how to do the the square dance or whatever, you would step on someone's toes, or you wouldn't get the right rhythm, and you'd run into someone. And I think for I think for my senior year, we also touched on a little bit of like ballroom dancing or uh, swing dancing just a little bit and that one was terrible for stepping on people and running into them and 
it was, oh, it was, you, you either laughed or you hated it terribly. Um, usually not both. <laughs> but in any case, there's this feeling of frustration or embarrassment or humiliation that sometimes can accompany you when you're learning something. And it really could be anything, not just an instrument or or a dance, just learning anything. It just feels awkward. It feels weird. You feel stupid, whatever. And the same thing can, of course, happen to us as we are learning the steps of the dance of God. Very much can be the case. Uh, I mean, how many times have I heard people say, you know, I don't know what you know, or I can't share my faith because I'm just not smart enough. I don't know enough information, or I'm just not mature enough. And sometimes it, it, it leads to just this this awful pit of shame that we find ourselves in, and it can really be paralyzing, right? It can be immobilizing to walking out our Christian faith because we, we think we're not good enough. We just, we're, we're just so frustrated with where we're at. And let me please just tell you, that is normal, totally normal, and in fact expected for fallen humans. If, if I kind of harken back to the story of God that we talked about a few months ago, and still want to continue talking about, there's this element of the fall that we still sometimes find ourselves, even as disciples of Jesus, uh, living out of this old identity of the fall, and that, and that happens. And so I would encourage us to, both with ourselves and as we are in community with each other, uh, whether it's in a community group or in, a, in, in one of the ministries in the church or just friendships, that we're going to fumble around and we're going to make mistakes and it's there are going to be moments of frustration and perhaps embarrassment or uh, humiliation or you feel timid or you want to you know shrink away you know to to not be seen it's going to happen and have grace with yourself have grace with each other knowing and that doesn't mean you can't offer support and encouragement and even correction uh, at times but I would also encourage with all that to have patience, to have that understanding, that love. God knows where you are. The Spirit of God knows exactly where you are, what you are capable of and, and not capable of at your point in your journey. And that's okay. It is. It's. It, it really is like a child. Um, Brian and Jonas and I were talking about, and, uh, oh, and, and uh, Chris Smith was also joined us partway through the conversation in, uh, discussing the the sermons and, and so forth. And I forget who said it, but there was kind of this, this discussion about us being children, watching our parents. And you start to, over time, mimic what they do. And, and it's, you know, I love, like, watching the new babies that are around the church. I love that that time in a baby's life where fine motor skills are not quite there. And, and you know, their, their heads, like, bubble around like a bobblehead or whatever. And I love that time, but no one expects them to speak fluently and have perfect control of their fine motor skills and anything like that. Like there's this, it's just, this is just where you're at and it's okay. And you're going to over time try new things. And I love how they kind of look up at you as, as a mom or dad. And, you know, am I doing it right? That seems to be what they're communicating with their eyes. And, and sometimes they fall when they're, when they're learning to walk or when they're doing something with school or whatever, whatever milestone of life, uh, there's this, hey, hey, am I doing it right? And they try it and they fall and they get up again and keep trying. And so that is, I, I believe, the posture we ought to take when we're learning the dance of God. That, I mean, there's a reason why he, Jesus says, unless you change and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. 
because like children, we need to look at our, our instructor and watch and try again and keep, and keep going with it. So it's, it's, this, it's this over time thing, it's this progressive thing. And then I see that even in, in affecting how we love each other, how we love, to love and submit to each other. If we're so focused on ourselves and our failures and our, uh, our, our failed attempts at the dance, the more our eyes are going to be on ourself, and I would even say perhaps we would even uh, struggle to have any self-love. And I don't mean in a prideful, like weird, unhealthy way. I mean um, the, the same kind of love that Jesus talks about in the second commandment, right? Second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I'll tell you from my own life, there are times when I say to myself, man, I ought to not obey that commandment right now because right now I frankly hate myself or I, I will... I hate that I feel this way. I feel like a, the biggest dummy in the world or like even coming to York Alliance and entering the uh, like vocational ministry, I felt like ridiculous. I felt like a like an idiot that didn't know what I was doing. And because, I mean, I had zero grace with myself for being new and having to learn. And I just moved my entire family and all this. But all I could focus on was was how poorly I thought I was doing. I still struggle with that because a, a regular idol for me is, is something like proficiency and things like that. Uh, but the, the, the more I'm able to let go of that and uh, see myself just as I am, I'm learning, I'm in progress like a child, uh, the more I'm able to accept the Father's love and then I'm able to therefore obey that second greatest commandment of loving my neighbor as I love myself. So you see how there's like a, a domino effect and how you're able to even follow Jesus. That comes all the way back to uh, this patience with self uh, and where you're at in, in process. So keep those things in mind as you, uh, as you seek to love those around you, right? I like to say that um, have open arms to receive the first love of the Father so that you have everything you need to love anyone whom God puts on your path. So hope you have a great weekend and enjoy, uh, enjoy your time and I will see you on Sunday.